Hello and welcome to another episode of Home and Away. In a few minutes, we'll be joined by someone who has worked tirelessly to promote three-on-three basketball in the UK. His projects like GG three-on-three and Nothing But Net have inspired many to follow their path in enhancing basketball in the UK. It's none other than Martin Dayan. Hope you'll enjoy. I think basketball for unless you're in America, where basketball is so you know ingrained into the culture it's so hard for anyone else to gauge where they stand while playing basketball at at, at, mm. at any age you know like even like from for my case i was always so tall people used to say you you, you should go and play basketball but it's like it's not mm-hmm. as simple as just being tall and playing basketball <laughs> yeah. and see yeah it's so hard to just gauge where you stand in the realm of basketball when in the states it's such you have a pathway and mm. you know it's it's kind of like even if you're not as good as someone in different countries. There's a, there, I'm sure there are certain people around the world where they've never even been discovered and mm. they're incredible players, but we'll never know about them because the, the pathway for them into basketball was never, you know, a, a, there was never actually a path for them. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, it's, it's obviously different in different countries. Um, but I mean, in the UK, there are pathways from, you know, from a young age into like, as in through academies and, but, but people don't, people generally don't have as good an understanding of the game. So your regular PE teacher, for example, may not have a good understanding of what would make a good player. You know, what would have, what young kid would have a good basketball IQ, for example, if you can have one at a young age um, or who would potentially be a good player. It's more about, in the UK, when you're particularly young, I'm talking like under 10 years old, that it's more like, okay, well, that they like sport and they're kind of an all-round athlete and they're going to try lots of different sports rather than specifically focusing on one thing. But look, that happens everywhere. I mean, that's not unusual around the world, even in America. I mean, Alan Iverson was an American football player, won a state championship with his football team and also just happened to be an incredible basketball player who then went to become one of the best of all time. Um so when you're young, I think it's I think I don't think there's any problem with it. I just think the the general knowledge and understanding of what makes a good basketball player is more developed later on in the kind of infrastructure, if you want to call it that way. So yeah. general PE teachers, general people, teachers at schools, parents aren't gonna know whether their kid's gonna be good at basketball until they get to a, a kind of an older age, I think. And that's yeah. when the knowledge of coaches, of players, once you get into the system that's when it's going to be, you know, you can be found out a little bit more in terms of whether you're good at, good at the sport or not. In terms of when you started off as a, you know, just playing basketball, just learning mm-hmm. about the sport, what do you think the culture was like then, just in general around you? Um, it was really good, actually. I mean, when I was, when I was a kid, I remember um, the London Towers were playing. And so that was before the London Lions. And I seem to remember that there was a massive tournament at Wembley between London Towers and I think it was like Red Star Belgrade and some other team that came in Maccabi Tel Aviv, I think it was. And and actually, I think that was probably a, a an amazing kind of growth time of the sport and the culture in the UK, from what I understand. I mean, there was stuff like when I was a kid, there was um, like Nike freestyle events as well, where you go to like, um, you go and, and and try and freestyle and people would scout and see if you were a good freestyler and stuff like that. I think basketball was really great, but also it was very recognized on the on as a street ball game as well. So at that period of time there was something called streetball.co.uk created by this guy called Greg Tanner. And um it was an it was an amazing thing. It was really the growth of kind of street ball and basketball culture and there was lots on TV as well. So Channel 4 would do stuff on um, on the NBA as well. So it was accessible via via watching it on like regular terrestrial TV as well. So yeah, it was it was it was it was good. Like it was good. It obviously wasn't like America, um, but it but it never will be. I mean, no other country is gonna be like the NBA or like the States when it comes to basketball. But um, but it was yeah, it was good. It was good. Like I found that there were various entry points into basketball um and and i think people have a a view saying that without social media it couldn't grow but it was yeah it was strong from what i remember Mm -hmm. 
And how much do you think the perspective of the sport has changed since then? What changes have you seen amongst just the average audience towards basketball in the UK? And in terms of what? In terms of like an audience perception of the game or the growth of it through the audience or from the government I feel, bodies? How- I feel like the former thing. I feel like just how people perceive the sport. I mean, generally, I think I, I think people, it, it really depends. I mean, you're either a basketball fan or you're not. I mean, I think, you know, most most people who like basketball got into it through the NBA. Yeah. Um, and I think as the NBA's reach has increased, so has the kind of fandom in the UK, for sure. I think the NBA London games made a massive impact on that. Um, and moving their offices from Paris to London um, was huge news too, which was really cool. But the NBA London games was really the central, the center point of, of the game. Um, but, you know, there's no, I mean, there's no two ways about it. I mean, you kind of get the people that are really fully engaged in it and and then you've got some people that are yeah they kind of know about it but they're not really that fascinated by it at all um and and the the challenge i think which i'm sure we'll get onto is how do you kind of convert the people who are kind of interested into being as fans you know as, as bigger fans or as aficionados as the people that are into the game are you know that's that's the challenge but general general perception is that there's been a lot of uh, a, 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 a lot of basketball. I think it's it's kind of had a bit of its uh, it's a bit like the bath shape. So it kind of started off at like a quite a good point, and then it dipped, and now and now it's kind of coming back up with the rise of like social media, with new people kind of entering to kind of pioneer do like different things within the game. So yeah, and and obviously most recently with investment, I think makes a big difference too. But it's um, you know there are certainly certainly challenges about growing it for sure. I was thinking about this because Sam Nita said mm. this on the last show that I did. And he mm. said, the fact that the NBA has been going on for so many years and has a set, like they have set narratives to have a set mm. story. Like, you know how good the Lakers are, even though they might not always be doing great, but it's the same way we look at Manchester United in football. You know, it's, mm. they are big clubs and they have a reputation and they have a legacy behind them Yeah, in the UK. It's going to take so long to develop a legacy, to develop storylines, to develop narratives that I think that's the main thing for people to be interested in a, in, in a basically American dominant sport that's yeah. now trying to flourish in the UK. Yeah. The UK side of it has to have a story. It has to have something about it that's more than just a game, I feel. Yeah, I mean, but, but, I, but I don't see that taking too long. I mean, I think... Um, there's definitely, I know, I know Sam is kind of big on the historical side of things. And I think that's incredibly important. And it also, it, it sets a, a really interesting and significant um, precedent for what could happen in the future. And also as a kind of a testimony to the fact that we have had basketball in the UK for a long time and we have had loads of, you know, historical elements, but why creating a story or a narrative has to take time? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't need to. I mean, yeah. you put the time in the research into working out the different clubs. The, the, the issue is, is the core theme, is the core narrative, is the centralised theme of what basketball brings, which is what you said, and, and obviously kind of echoing slightly what Sam says. Um, and it's like, okay, well, there are lots of different um, ways that basketball impacts people. What are kind of like the core themes? How do we really try and bring those out? And how do we make a point of them affecting people throughout the years? Um, but also it's just, it's just a lot to do with, you know, it's, it's a lot to do with, okay, well, who's, who's managing that message? You know, who's managing that message? Where, where does it come from? Um, who ensures that it goes out, that everyone's talking in the same way? Um, but is that, is that, you know, just throw it back, is that the core reason why basketball so big, big in America? Is that the core reason why the NBA is, is so massive? Um, I think they, it's exciting. It's about entertainment. Um, it's about impacting them in the community with NBA cares. Um, and it's about rising and, and it's kind of aspirational for people, you know, being that athletic and that good, um, and living that life and being paid to play a game is something that is kind of driven down our throats time and time again. 
and it's exciting to watch it's aspirational like we you know these guys are these guys are heroes and so are we going to struggle doing that with our own players not necessarily i mean we have absolutely incredible players that are playing abroad that are playing for gb uh, that will be playing in the commonwealth games you know if we highlight them and showcase their story um perhaps perhaps that's a way that's a route that's a route into it but again the question goes back to who manages that where does it come from and what are the core themes you did mention the basically the influence and the the, bas- the basketball has over people mm. on a very human aspect of that what do you think are the major you know ways that basketball affects people when they get into the sport oh that's a great question um the reason why that's a great question is because um it's it's something that i think people understand um and and people get but isn't necessarily verbalized um and i don't think it's necessarily made a point of um you know the basketball can impact people in so many different ways so on the court you're talking um mentally the element of decision making of teamwork um of of understanding basic kind of fundamentals of of um you know having kind of certain structures and rules and understanding how to either lead a team or how to ensure that you're working with someone to achieve a common goal so mentally actually it's fantastic but the other side of that which is kind of quite i suppose business like in a way is actually the element of just freedom and escape and friendship and so the amount of times that i've been told basketball was an escape um you know i was having troubles and i went onto a court and i forget about it or i was caught in some bad things and actually focusing on basketball has really helped me get out of that area you know it sounds like a very americanized cliche you know i was in a gang and now i play basketball and i'm out of trouble but i've actually had players tell me that like i've specifically had players in the uk tell me that they managed to get out of whatever they were in by playing the game and having that structure so mentally it's it's incredibly enabling and empowering for everyone um and i also think it's just very um accessible as a game you know it's simple to understand um and i think from a physical aspect you know it it's um you know played on one full court or a half court if you're playing 3x3 you know it's incredibly fun um it's something you can get good at if you're just kind of repeating and a lot to do with kind of miss muscle memory when it comes to shooting or dribbling or whatever the case may be um you know it's a game that you can really become very very good at if you if you really want to kind of make a point of it and you want to practice much like anything um but from a physical aspect and a point of view it really pushes the boundaries in terms of you know it it, it it's making you run um in quick like very very good for like anaerobic exercise um you're jumping you're using every single body part that you can possibly imagine um you're thinking at the same time and you're constantly moving so essentially it's really great for health benefits too um and generally it is just a game that can be played by anyone so you know it doesn't really matter whether you know whether you're you know wh- wherever you're from you know it's accessible to everyone no matter a person's race age gender shape ability um anyone anyone can play the game like no one is there's nothing stopping someone from playing the game and uh, and that's what i love about it as well and i think the one thing that's so great about basketball in the uk is almost like the fact that it's not as mainstream or it's not as you know the, the main road to go down people in the community genuinely care and yes. th- there's a very tight knit feeling about it so even if you're going to play basketball against people you don't really know they will accept yes. you as you know someone who loves ball and someone who loves the sport and i really yeah. appreciate that almost like feeling of camaraderie within the sport in the uk definitely the uk has a very very strong basketball family and that's a mix of people that play like you say um and people that just love the game um and it's um it's incredibly heartwarming and um it, it's it's amazing it's amazing to be part of a uk basketball family it really is whether you're just jumping on a court anywhere or or engaging with people on social media for sure i agree with you 
Uh, you did mention the 3x3 basketball, which is basically mm-hmm. something that you have worked so hard towards, mm-hmm. which is the GG 3x3. Uh, just tell yes. us about that. How did that come about? So the way it came out is um, a friend of mine called George. He was one of my best mates. We used to play basketball together. We met on a court when we were 12, I think it was. And we used to share our love for the game. So we used to watch NBA and you name it. We just talk basketball pretty much every single day. And sadly, um, in 2016, George passed away to cancer. So I, I wanted to do something that would kind of commemorate George and what we both believed in, which is essentially kind of like a love for the game. And as we've talked about what it brings to people on and off the court. Um, so it started off as a very, very small tournament. So the GG 3X3 is short for the George Goldstone 3X3. And and it started off as a very small tournament. We had um, in, in a local school in North London, we had some teams and we had some local kind of like food suppliers and a bit of sponsorship, and it was great. And we ran this event, um, which was incredible. And we raised money for cancer charities too. And after that event, even though it was kind of exhausting and tiring, very, very emotional, um, a lot of people said to me, are you going to run it again? And I'd always thought, okay, well, you know, I love the game. I want to get more involved in basketball. You know, this is, this is the way to do it. You know, do it with a, a really good reason and a good cause. Um, provide lots of opportunities for players and see if we can do it. And from then, um, the GGs now um the uk's largest non-profit basketball platform uh focusing on 3x3 basketball and you know we like we champion 3x3 because we want to inspire people to play have fun connect and we do that through a series of community leadership initiatives now so we're training young ballers through clinics uh we're running multi-ability charity tournaments which is like the big focus of what we do the summer tournament and carry out like random acts of kindness in the community. So, you know, putting nets up. So for example, last summer we put up 76 nets across London. Um, and I took 14 volunteers. We traveled 200 miles across London and, um, and, and used over about a thousand cable ties, uh, just to put nets up because it's a good thing to do and try and grow the game. So it, it started off as a very small tournament, but now as I mentioned, it's grown into the UK's largest non-profit basketball platform and it's kind of spreading positivity and doing as much as we can to kind of use 3x3 basketball to, to, to make changes in people's lives, but also try and transform basketball in the UK as well. So there's lots of different, lots of different objectives and yeah, we're getting there, but generally it's about spreading positivity through basketball. And well, for, personally, for me, the first thing that I saw of you and basically the entire project was the Nothing But Net project, which is uh, just seeing yeah. seeing all these nets being put up. And I feel like there was something so simple and wholesome about that for someone mm. putting putting in the effort going around London and put, you know, just making all these nets go up. Because for sure. I think at that time uh, where I was playing, we always had a net problem because, mm. you know, the, basketball wasn't as respected where I was at that time. So mm-hmm. the hoops weren't given the respect that, that they deserved. And ultimately, I took the initiative of making sure, you know, I, I changed the nets because nobody else was going to do it. Mm. And when I saw this, I was like, well, there's someone doing this on such a larger scale. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I really, you know, re- related to that. And from yeah. there, I've been following, you know, what you guys have been doing. Sure. And for you personally, uh, when, from when GG3XE started from then to what it is now, Mm-hmm. How has your love for the game grown? It just or just you know seeing how well the initiative was you know accepted by the community. What, how has your perspective changed on the sport in that entire journey? Oh, that's an interesting question. I've never been asked that before. Um, I mean, I sometimes they say that if you if you dissect something, you you become so analytical that you lose the original passion for something. So, for example, when I was when I was at school, I studied English and. Um, we did um, Othello, the play by Shakespeare. And it was always one of my most favourite ever plays. And people said to me, well, if you look into the language too much or you look into the structure of the way it was put together or you come up with your own opinions about certain things based on the language, how, you know, do, are you worried that you're going to lose your love for the general story? 
and it was interesting and I didn't I never did I actually enjoyed it more because I appreciated it more and in a weird way that's kind of how I feel about basketball and what we've been doing with the GG3x3 the more involved I've been in the game and the more um, the more ideas um, the more I realize that there are opportunities to impact people in really positive in really really positive ways and the more I find that there's inspiration too and that is really key for me you know in, in for everything that I do whether it's um, the GG3x3 whether it's court renovation whether it's random acts of kindness like the nets whether it's the london warriors everything that i do is hopefully going to provide some inspiration to others you know like there's this great kobe quote which is you know you, the greatest bit of kind of success is to help others achieve their greatness you know inspire them to achieve their greatness i'm paraphrasing by the way i don't know if that's the exact quote but but essentially i love that idea i mean i feel like you know one person only can only do so much but if i make a point of showing how many nets we put up and the joy that that brought you know we the 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 phrase i was using the whole time throughout that was a small change can make a big difference and it really can you know it really really can that was the impact that we saw Absolutely. in the courts we, you know yeah. we went to paddington recreation grounds there were about 15 kids or so uh, ranging between i don't know like 8 and 14 i think or probably like 10 and 14 and we walked up there and the impact, the joy on people's faces from just seeing us on a ladder putting a net up was incredible. Well, now imagine that those kids then see it and they tell their parents and then maybe they tell someone else and then maybe they see it or they share it. And then someone else goes, you know what, I'm going to get a net and I'm going to put it on my court. And now suddenly you've got an army of people that are just helping to redo their own courts, you know. I'm not asking for everyone to go around London and spend, you know, two like spend three months and 200 miles driving around London. But if you just do it on your own court and everyone's doing it, then suddenly everyone's sharing a bit of love for the game. So to answer your original question, which was about how have I, how's my own kind of love for the game? Oh, it's definitely grown. And the reason for that is because I've seen the impact that it can have, like that small gestures can have. Um, and I can see the benefit of, of, of creating opportunities for, for more people. You know, it goes beyond, as you, as you phrased it, and as I think LeBron called it, like beyond the game, like it's more than a game. Yeah. You know, for, for me, basketball, I love the game. I love the sport. But to see what it can do for communities, to see how much it can change people is, is incredible. And, and that's, what, that's what drives me. You know, it's way more than just getting people to play the sport. You know, you mentioned that and you mentioned Kobe, which is what I was thinking about mm. a few days ago. That Kobe was as incredible of a player he was. It was the idea of who he was and how yeah. much he cared about the game. That was that's that's why he stays on in memory. That's why he's you know, that's why he's considered one of the greatest players of all time, not just because he was an incredible player, but because he cared so much about the game. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and and like I think eventually just seeing that I think happiness is such a strong feeling. People mm. seek it, you know. It just seeing someone put up a net, as you mentioned, making them so happy. That's something that's such a that's a feeling that people crave. Being happy is so important. Absolutely. And putting up those nets is just a simple gesture, but it goes such a long way. That, yeah, massively. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So in so now looking back at the 3x3, the GG3x3, mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. there you did go on to, I mean, now recently, I think with the Riddle uh, University yes. College. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now the London Warriors is, is mm -hmm. now the first semi-professional team in the UK. Is that correct? In the UK, yeah. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? And what was, the, what was the process of setting up a team like that like? Well, during during kind of the COVID period, I made a very concerted effort to slightly transform um, how I was talking about 3x3 basketball and how people perceived I was talking about it. And the reason for that is because I see a huge benefit for the UK um, uh, in terms of focusing on 3x3 basketball for all the reasons we've explained in terms of bringing joy to everyone, but also from an elite level, I actually believe that 3x3 basketball is going to be a really amazing vehicle for setting us on a world stage unlike any other thing that we've done before in five and five 
so in my experience like i've been working essentially i've been you know kind of working in 383 basketball for five years already and now my view was very much like okay well how can we really pursue 3x3 basketball how can we pioneer 3x3 basketball in the uk um in a way that's going to transform the game um and transform how how we're perceived and that everything around that funding media everything regarding 3x3 is is in my mind set for a modern audience like it's very quick it's very fast-paced um but also it's very natural you know when i go to a basketball court i don't go to a basketball court and go hey where are my other four players let's play five and five full court i normally go okay cool if i'm there by myself it's like all right cool we'll play threes or twos or one on one king of the court we play on a half court we play to seven eleven or 21 so for me 3x3 basketball is a very natural version of the game and a very very accessible version of the game for that reason so i during covid um in during, kind of during 2020 um I made way more of a point of pushing 3x3 basketball in the UK, especially on socials and talking about it way more. And um, I was approached by Bristol University College in December of 2020. And they said, we've got this big space. We think we want to create some basketball courts. We're thinking 3x3, but we don't really know a huge amount about 3x3. Would you come on board as a consultant and help us essentially? So help us create the courts, give us advice on what to how to design them um, and also talk about, you know, my background being PR and communications is like, how do we talk about them as well? Like, how do we describe them? How do we get it out there? Um, and so that was in 2020. We had a very brief discussion in December. And then in January, we started the project. Um, I came on board as part of the Bristol University team and yeah, designed that project. And seven months later, we launched these brand new incredible basketball courts the first ever 3x3 permanent 3x3 basketball courts in the uk so yeah that was very exciting you, very you did exciting mention thing. your background being in pr um mm. how's that helped you in your in basically your entire journey in wor working in basketball very very simply put um i can be really annoyingly persistent um and and in pr because you're essentially creating stories for clients and trying to get the media to write about them um the amount of times that i've picked up the phone or put a story together put a press release together worked out what a story should be tried to sell it you know we call it selling in selling into media trying to sell that story to media um the amount of times that you just don't know if a journalist is going to write about something, if it's going to work for them and really thinking about, okay, well, how do I get it out there? That persistence about just trying to make things work has kind of been my ethos throughout this whole thing. Um, you know, the GD3X3 summer tournament is the biggest one day basketball tournament in the UK. And that's because I'm, you know, I'm not going to swear, but I'm as persistent as you can imagine what that next word is mm -hmm. because because if you're not and you just let things slide, um, then you're not going to get anywhere. You've got to be yeah. really, really persistent, especially when it comes to basketball. You know, basketball is not that well known. Um, it's not as respected as other sports. And people are, but the thing is, people and brands and companies are willing to take a punt on it, but you've got to approach them in a professional manner. And so the PR side of things, as in working in business for, you know, over 10 years, has also helped me do that. You know, it's helped me um, understand what the value is that we're bringing to companies that are sponsoring. Um, you know, when I approached Rittle to sponsor an elite hydration to sponsor the London Warriors for the 2020 season, I approached them in a, in a, in a way that was professional and, well, I like to think so anyway, but that was a way of me saying, okay, well, what value are we bringing to you? Not, can you just give us money? You know, and I get requests a gazillion times on social media for come south london put nets up okay cool well <laughs> like what if someone had told me a story about why it's so important to put a net up in that area or can i help someone else put a net up like just saying do something for me isn't going to work you know and so the my my kind of understanding of communications and 
approaching people and perception and and also just a bit of business knowledge as well has really has really helped me do that and so i've kind of used that knowledge and that experience to to bring that to basketball really and try to yeah especially when the warriors is concerned try and bring a bit of that um understanding of structure and 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 kind of what makes a, a successful project uh come together um yeah. and and that was you know fortunately the Rittle university college courts are a massive testament to that you know a massive testament to project leading something from start to finish and seeing the success so yeah what was that what was the designing process like for those courts for the university college well we at first i had to kind of explain we had to have a, a few discussions about what 383 basketball is and why why certain court designs need to be different um you'll notice that on a half court 383 court at the top of the key and then regular five and five you've actually got a semicircle so just just ahead of the three-point line before you get to the three-point line uh, sorry before you get to the free throw line you've got this like semicircle that's at the top of like going from elbow to elbow yeah. Yeah. you actually don't have that in a 383 basketball court you don't need it you don't have it um so there are certain nuances in 383 basketball but mainly because it originated as a street ball um game um transformed by fiba and fiba 383 the cool thing is you can kind of design a 383 basketball court as you like like you can make it really cool you can make it really creative and one of the great things that the rittle team had was this just absolutely open imagination to design them however they wanted to design or however i thought they should be designed and i said to them look if you really want to get this out there if you really want to make a point of these courts being the best and the first permanent 3x3 courts like get an artist on board you know like try and get an artist on board that's going to create something that's going to be completely out there it's going to be so different from every other court ever like in the world and make it really spectacular and so um they agreed and i got in touch with a chap called gareth from projects in the paint who runs a cic which is kind of like a charity um helping to transform basketball courts and he put us in touch with a local artist called molly hawkins who then i then discussed it with her created a brief for her and then we went over about 30 different designs for courts um over a period of about a month literally back and forth what about this what about these colors what about these colors and eventually whittled it down whittled it down i should say to um to three designs which we then as a team uh at the Ritter team design uh chose chose the final design um and then and then that was it yeah so it was um there are actually although the main thing that is shown is essentially one show court so it's two half like 3x3 courts and then surrounding four surrounding 3x3 courts there is actually another set of four 3x3 courts as well so overall um it was actually 10 3x3 courts that we were designing so it wasn't wow. it wasn't a small it wasn't a small project at all but it's um yeah it's amazing absolutely amazing um and i think this year's gg3x3 event was mm. cancelled because of covid yes well, the, the winter tournament was, yeah. yeah, the summer tournament, the summer tournament went ahead. So the summer tournament is our main one, but the Christmas, yeah, what we call the Christmas ball was cancelled because of COVID, yeah. But I'm sure the preparations, I think everything must have been set for the event and just it was mm-hmm. just a matter of COVID and complications at the end, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like these events, they, they just go beyond just the sport. People love having that escape for a bit, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, and having a moment where you can just, play a basketball, enjoy the sport. For sure. Um, yeah. So I'm sure, I'm, again, as I mentioned, I mentioned this on Twitter that the, the event will be back and it's going to be just stronger than ever, to be fair. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, the, the summer tournament is always the biggest. So I'm very, very pleased that we were able to run that. Um, and for, for to run the Christmas ball was always going to be something that was at the back of my mind. I just thought, Oh, you know, I'd love to run it. I would love to run it. We had 10 teams ready to go. I had um, a kind of a sponsor slash partner for the event called game on. Um, we were had t-shirts with a Santa dunking a three X three ball. And that was pretty cool to be fair. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So we had media ready to go. We had like a videographer, a couple of photographers coming with tinsel, Santa hats, all of the above, but, you know the the thing is and you know don't get me wrong i had i had a i had a moment 
just before we announced having to, to postpone it, I did have a moment by myself where I was just like, okay, this is very overwhelming and very heart-wrenching and I would rather not have to do this. But, um, you know, as, as has literally been my journey in basketball for the past, you know, f from the GG3X3, like, if you, if you wallow too much on, on negativity, if you focus too much on what is not going to happen or what won't be the case um, or, or what can't be done, then um, you're going to end up in a spiral. And, and so the, what is the opportunity? You know, what are the chances? Okay, well, if we're not running the Christmas ball in December, but actually we're going to run the tournament instead in February and we'll call it a belated Christmas ball or whatever you want to call it, then actually the opportunity is we're actually going to hold a 3x3 tournament in the year that is not in the summer, which is when 3x3 normally is. So actually, what are we doing? Okay, well, we're actually raising awareness of 3x3 basketball and creating opportunities for, for people that so they don't have to wait until the summer to play 3x3. So actually, we're doing something really good. So, you know, it's a lot of it is to do with mindset. You know, a lot of it is to do with just kind of like getting yourself out of that you know, that that whatever the tragedy or the sorrowful the issue is and actually thinking about what you can do because individually we're able to do so much. I think people just sometimes need a bit of impetus or, you know, they just need that uh, that nudge. They just need that positivity. And it really, really is about mindset. You know, when my friend George died because of cancer, I could have just, you know, been very sad and mourned it for a long time and not done anything. But But now look, you know, with an idea that I had and support from people and just being persistent, as I mentioned, and just thinking about what the positivity is that we could do. Now it's the biggest tournament, the biggest one day tournament in the UK. And now because of that, I've been able to really pursue a career in basketball. I mean, you know, and that comes really from just a change in mindset, really. You know, it's about taking something that's positive, no matter how bad things can be, that there's always a solution. And that is my... That is literally, if you speak to anyone, that is my quote. Like, that is my phrase. There is always a solution. Whatever the problem is, there is always a solution. Okay, we, we, we cancelled the Christmas ball. We postponed it. What is the solution? Okay, the solution is to run it again in February or March or whenever the case may be. Um, the fact that, you know, the fact that, um, that the London Warriors, um, you know, what, what was like the issue that we had with, for example, trying to find a venue to hold London Warriors um, practices before the 3x3 season? We were struggling massively, but one of our coaches came through, Nate, and he came through with an amazing solution, which was this new school in, in Croydon. And there is always a solution. If you really think of it and you can work with people, you can achieve some amazing things. So, yeah, I realised that was a long-winded answer to your question, but that's how I feel. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was going to ask this later, but I think it just fits now. Sure. Looking back at, you know, all the work that you've done and all the, you know, all the people you met, all the, as you mentioned, all the solutions that have come up. Sure. How does that make you feel looking back at how you've contributed so massively to UK basketball? Um. Well, thanks for saying that. But, you know, interestingly enough, actually, I just don't, I don't, I don't feel that way. Um, I'm very proud of what I've accomplished so far with, with the support of loads of people. And I do believe I've made an impact in British basketball to some extent, but I don't feel it in a way that I've started. Like, I don't feel that I've made the impact in the game in, in any way. Like, as in... Uh, Okay, I do feel like I've made an impact in some way, but it's not in as massive a way as, you know, some people have actually said to me or... Um, I just feel like there's so much more to do. You know, there's so much stuff that can be done. Um, and I just want to keep... I want to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Like, there's this element of just, like... Yeah, I'm, like, very proud, and sometimes, you know, I need to be told to step back. <laughs> you know, sometimes, like, sometimes I need to be told, okay, you know, like, you know, for the past five years, you know, you created this massive non-profit basketball platform, run tournaments, run free clinics, created the UK's first semi-pro 3 team, helped a university college create basketball courts. 
like there's impact like there's impact there for sure and and inspired people but you know sometimes the most amazing thing is when we put up a net in um where was it we put up a net in i want to say somewhere like south london it was in a random location and um i got a video of a guy in his room in this like really small flat that his family lives in and he's in his, his small room and he's just filming from his window and he's just like he sends me the message and he just goes um i can't believe you put up a net here thanks so much look there's people playing on it and i was like okay that's that's amazing like it's incredible to like to impact people in in that way um but through all that and i like to say we've done as in like because i can't do it myself like all that we've done as in me and teams of people over the years um i just feel like there's just so much more to do like and there's so much opportunity so yes i'm very proud of it and yes i'm i'm really appreciative of it when people send messages and you know and and thank me and the team and 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 inspire people too um but i just feel like i've got started like in in the grand scheme of things like i'm nowhere near where i feel like we can be so yeah there's um you know that and that will never stop like it, it will i don't think that will ever stop no matter what happens yeah. you know like people there's a great line in public enemy in he got game um in in the in the song he got game where they say um don't let a loss get to your heart or a wind go to your head. Uh, sorry, what was it? Something like that. I think it's, yeah, or a wind go to your head. Yeah, or a loss get to your heart. And that mentality is is, is quite similar. Like, I, I love the events and it makes me so happy and I absolutely love it. Um, but I don't get too high off stuff and I don't get too low off stuff. I'm just really, really pushing as much as I can to do as much as we possibly can. And some things won't work. Some things won't happen. Um, some things like I'll, I'll personally suffer from, whether it's like time or rest or money. You know, like everything I've done has pretty much come to a cost for myself in some respect. But the impact that we can make, like if, I'm if I've just done this over the past few years with COVID happening as well, imagine what we could do in the next five years like yeah. it's mad yeah like it's mad to think how much stuff could be done in british basketball in the next five years if if during covid which has like really knocked us out for a year and a half we've still managed to do so much so yeah, yeah man there's there's a lot there's a lot to be done so i'm i'm really pleased with what i've accomplished but i'm also not satisfied that's absolutely fair but to be fair when i was thinking about the impact you've had to you know people locally you know just mm. finding out that they have nets that they can now play mm. proper basketball on sure. to someone like me in india who you know just finds this video of you know a few people putting up nets and then being so inspired on you know and so enamored with uk basketball i think the impact yeah. just goes beyond just doing these little things i think they all add up to just the idea of what you're doing rather than the acts themselves yeah absolutely Absolutely. And that's, yeah. and that's really what it's about. Like inspiring, inspiring people through concepts and ideas, you know, comes, you have to, you have to implement something and you have to show it like you, you know, um, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to do it. You know, like another thing that I say is you either do or you don't. And you, you know, you've got to do these things and you've got to show it and you've got to make a point of it and get that message across to then inspire other people. If we put up nets and not filmed it, that would have been fine. Like I would have been totally cool with that because we still would have made the impact. But, you know, even someone like yourself, if we hadn't filmed it, you wouldn't have seen it. And maybe you wouldn't have even been in touch in the first place. So it's really important to chronicle the good stuff too. And that's not just to show off, but to really inspire people and get them, like you said, you know, positivity and being happy is, is the key. And we can do that from a very small grassroots level all the way through to, you know, national you know international you know it makes makes an impact makes a difference for sure we, we, you mentioned uk basketball and you know how much can be done you know mm. as time goes on but 
so far, do you think broadcasting of the sport has been a barrier at all? Because I feel like the sport could be covered a lot more by just the broadcasting teams, but it really hasn't been. What, what do you think of that aspect of it? When you talk about broadcast, are you specifically referring to like the national broadcasters like BBC and Sky, or are you referring to broadcast as in just general social media, or well, how well, are you referring? How are you referring I, I, I think I think the former more than the latter because I think on social yeah. media you will have people talking about it, and, and you have had people talking about it, and that's great. But I feel uh, to be a more mainstream thing or be on a larger scale, do you think coverage could be better? Just British basketball in general. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think I think there's two there's two things here. One is about you know could and should it be on the BBC and Sky and uh, and everything. Then absolutely. I mean, BBL BBL did really well to to get that Sky partnership, and hopefully there'll be more of it with the investment with Seven 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 as well, um, and more deals with broadcasters. I think that's one element of it. But I think the other one is actually how it's filmed. Um, you know the 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 main if you think about an nba game and how that is shown there are cameras on the top of the backboard aiming down at the basket so you get a really cool view of dunks of blocks you've got another one um you've got a one camera guy that sat on the baseline you've got another one on the other baseline and then you've got great footage of cameras that are either side of the court you know collecting that kind of like regular feed and at the moment with British basketball, the way it's shown, um, which is something that actually, funny enough, Sam Neat has been um, talking about for a long time, is key motion, which is basically the, the camera is essentially following the ball. And it's really far away as well. And as we know with modern media, and again, this is why I love 3x3 basketball, with modern media, you need close-ups, quick edits, quick fire stuff, stuff that's going to engage a lot of people. And I think that goes for a broadcast stream of a game. Um, but that stuff does cost money and it does it cost involve, you know, it's, it involves a lot, um, a lot of effort and, and time to do that stuff as well. So in answer, yes, I think there could be a lot more done. Um, but, you know, I'm, unfortunately, I'm not privy to those kind of contractual discussions between broadcasters and, and British basketball. But... Um, with more videographers, with more content creators, if they can be allowed in and, and provision providing more access, um, then I think I think we'll we'll start to see a lot more of it. I mean, you talk about broadcaster, and we naturally refer to people like Sky, BBC News. Yeah. But but if you look at stuff like Overtime in the States, those guys became broadcaster. Like they're uh, yeah. not they don't have a TV channel, but they may as well do because you know they're they're broadcasting highlights and games to over three four million people just on social alone like on instagram alone and now with their university like they're probably stream. i don't know for sure but i imagine they're probably streaming stuff on youtube as well but they started off with individual you know editors you know videographers content creators a team of them going to games and doing really cool you know, it's about creating really cool content. Um, yeah. and, and I think that is absolutely crucial. I think it's one of the reasons why the NBA is so good is because they understand the, the way that we consume sport, but they understand what's good and what's not. And we just need to catch up with that a bit more in, in the UK, I think. I think we need to catch up with that kind of quick fire videography way more um, that, than we have done. And I think that will make a big difference. On a technological um, standpoint, do you, mm. see, do you think that the NBA has really figured out what works for an audience on a technical aspect of it? From, uh, as in a visual, a visual point yeah. of view? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and I, think, I think we should be following suit. I mean, I think, um, you know, look at, you know, like I said, how to highlights um, over time, all at Sports Center, like all of these, all of these incredible social channels, um, get highlights from amazing players because the te technology, the way that they film it, the way that they cut it up, the way they're allowing the footage to go out there is just so it's so clear, it's so good, it's very high quality. You know, sadly, we're still seeing 
um, some pro games in, in the UK in a relatively low quality tech. You know, um, highlights are still relatively low quality, I think. Um, and I think we need to, you know, I'm, I'm obviously from my background, I'm so big on how you tell the story and, and making it really high quality. Um, and I feel like in some respects, like I've managed to do that with the GG, like with some of the footage that we've got, it's so good. Like the quality of the footage is so, is so great. And that's with really minimal investment, really minimal sponsorship. Um, now imagine a pro league doing that. Um, I think it comes from both the BBL overall, but also from the individual teams as well. And we're starting to see that a lot more, actually. We're starting to see that way more. There's way more focus on good angles, on highlighting the individual players. Um, you know, I just want to see more of it. You know, it's good. We're getting there. We're getting there. I just want to see more. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, going back to, I mean, all the work you've done for 3XG Basketball, mm. this time, in, I think, in the Commonwealth in Birmingham, it'll make his debut. Yeah. And so how does that make you feel that 3XG Basketball is not going to be featured on such a level uh, in, like the Commonwealth? And how, how do you think that does for the sport in the UK? I love it, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there, you, there you go. The fact that we, the fact that it's in the UK and that three x three is a hundred percent going to be the the showpiece for the sport in the UK. I think, um, as in as in just for the Commonwealth, I think they'll they'll make a big push on three x three generally as as for you know as a leader in the sport for all the sports that are being shown. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but I think you know I think it would make it would make sense because it's so exciting because it's so modern. Um, but in terms of what it does for 3x3 in the, in the sport, it, it's huge. I mean, it's, I think people kind of underestimate um, how much coverage there will be of the Commonwealth Games. You know, broadcasters are going to be preparing for how they're going to film, who's going to be there. Um, you know, the, one of the benefits of it being in Birmingham is, is that it's so close. Like for the BBC, they've got, they've got a BBC studio there, um, you know, near enough to Manchester that they can travel down. For it, I mean, the Commonwealth Games will be shown on regular TV a lot, um, and it will be all over the socials, and so it's going to be massive. And there are going to be court regenerations and court renovations. And so, you know, if you are involved in basketball and you want to be even more involved, three x three is going to be the way forward for you. You know, I talk about it being a bit of an ecosystem. You know, anyone that is involved in what we're doing with three with three x three basketball, what I'm doing in, in terms of like the London Warriors or anything like that, you know, now is the time to jump on board. Now is the time to get on board because this year it's going to be huge, and it's going to become very mainstream, and way more people are going to want to going to watch three x three basketball. So, I'm really pleased because I've been trying to push the game for years. <laughs> like, I've been trying to get three x three basketball out there massively, and you know, over, over, over a long period of time. Um, and it's not just because I want to grow my own thing, but I want people, you know, it's funny because we, we can be very territorial in the UK. People yeah. that run their own basketball stuff can be very territorial about what they do. Okay. I run my kids clinic in this area and therefore I would really rather not, there was not another kids clinic in another area on the same weekend, or, you know, I want other people to create tournaments. Like I want other people to create three x three tournaments, and if they're on the same day, then so be it. Like, it we will benefit massively in the UK for loads of people playing the game, for loads of tournaments being created, for more players playing. And so there's only I can only do so much in a short amount of time, and the Commonwealth Games is really going to help boost that. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it because you know I'm trying to plan some big things for 22, and I think you know we're going to ride off the back of the Commonwealth you know, off of that. But I think one of the core things is going to be what happens afterwards. That's, that's really crucial because it's yeah. like anything, you know, it's like, I don't know whether you know, but because obviously you've only been in the UK for a short amount of time, but when the Olympic games happened in 2012, there was this big thing called the Olympic legacy. And what happened was there wasn't one <laughs> essentially. And it's been a massive issue of controversy. Um, and especially in British basketball, um, and so the key will be, okay, we're investing in re regenerating courts in Birmingham. Um, 
There's a brand new 2K sponsored court for the Reading Rockets that's being built in Birmingham, which is so exciting. I can't wait to go there. 3x3 basketball is going to be amazing. We're going to we're going to have these British players. We're going to showcase these players. Okay, after July and August, because it's the end of July and the first week of August, I think. What happens? Like, what is going to happen to 3x3 basketball? How how is the governing body going to promote it? How is everyone else going to going to do it? What if people go, oh, cool, I saw it in the Commonwealth Games. I want to get into basketball. I've never played before. How do I play 3x3? What if there is nothing there? And so that's one of my biggest goals, really, is to try and have something that's going to be established by the time that happens so that even if people are just interested in knowing more about it, they can find out, basically. Yeah, there, needs to be a leg- there needs to be a legacy afterwards. So, yeah, I'm really excited for it. But, you know, it is, it's going to be massive, I am very like genuinely excited. I can't wait to like go to Birmingham and experience it all. Um, but but we also need to think beyond that as well, like yeah. in terms of the longevity of the game. Um, final question, and this is just about you know basically how how do you think how would you like to be remembered basically for all that you've done? Uh, wow, that's that's a deep question. It's deep because it's like how do you want to be remembered is like establishing when you won't be here um but but as as the big influencer gary v always says well you know what you die so you know that's what happens um i would i would like to think that through the work that i've done other people have done their own work you know so essentially it's kind of like inspired like i've got a few smaller goals that i have which is like you know i'd like to have my own basketball court um that people go to um i would like to try and establish us as in the uk on a on a global scale um and to be on a world stage uh whether that's playing in fiba 3 masters or playing in the olympics you know i'd like to try and help us push that um but i think you know, ultimately, like, I, I've never been a pro player. I've never been at that level. I've never been a player that's played for England or GB. Um, you know, I've never, I've been in the States before, but I've never played for the NBA. You know, like, I've never, um, you know, done anything to such a high level as a player. But purely because I love the game, because I really, really believe in what the game does on and off the court, I've been able to achieve stuff. And I, I would like to think that, people see that they see what i've done they've seen the impact on the game from grassroots all the way through to elite and go oh wow okay yeah like he wasn't even a player and he made that kind of impact and i would love for other people to to do that you know to feel inspired by by that um and that's why it never stops you know that's why it never stops because all people can have individual ideas. They can change things. Um, they can make they can make a, a difference in their local community, or they can make a difference nationally. Um, sometimes they just need to see it being done. And so, if I can do that, then you know that would be uh, that would be great. That'd be really great. Like having an impact in basketball in the sport, and to be known for that would be amazing, amazing. But I'm not there yet. Getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. But I feel like personally speaking i mean seeing someone i i being someone who has been inspired by what you've done and you know now having this moment where we're talking about basketball mm-hmm. it's just a huge huge moment for me and just I, i would like to thank you for all the time you've given me and yeah i wish you all the best going going forward sure man like it was an absolute pleasure like you can tell that i will speak about basketball and 383 and its impact to to anyone and everyone that wants to know um that wants to know about it i'm really glad that you feel inspired by it um you know so the the key thing is like what are you going to do you know like and it doesn't have to be basketball that's the thing like yeah i got asked a question on tiktok the other day about confidence and that wasn't even about you know it was confidence on the court but it was so relatable to off the court yeah so so the so the key is like what are you going to do and what you want to do like bearing in mind that I've worked in PR and comms and been in like business and stuff like that. And actually just because I, I, you know, I love the game and I see what it can do. I want to make an impact. And I've started to do that. You either do or you don't, you know, as I said before, 
So I suppose the question for you, man, is uh, what's next for you? <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, <laughs> you know, I can help in promoting the sport as well and for sure. see where it goes, you know? Sounds great, man. Well, look, th- thanks very much for kind of taking an interest too and in, in doing what you do as well, because I think the more the more people as well like you know don't underestimate the impact that you can have just by just by making a point of speaking to people and trying to grow the game too you know every every bit helps 